whenever you're ready. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking, can-am soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd, how you doing, buddy? Good. How about you, Jeremy? Doing good. Hey, I'm just going to give you a little warning right off the top. I don't know. Can you see my little Wi-Fi signal on the screen? Yeah, I was yeah. going to mention that. Yeah. It, so, it, but, I don't know if you saw it, but it just popped up with a warning saying that yeah. it may get lost. Yeah. And yesterday, we like lost internet. We lost our cell service. And I'm like, what is going on? And I was, uh, my wife was in town, just getting her hair cut. And we always just EMT the hairdresser the money. And I literally had no internet here and my cell was dead. And I thought like, I didn't forget to pay my bill. <laughs> like, I mean, I've done that before and then they shut your service off, but I'm like, no, I've, I've paid my bill. I went and checked and, and, uh, I was freaking out. So I'm like, I got to go into town so I can, you know, go to a coffee shop, use their Wi-Fi, so I can EMT the money cause my wife's hair's done. And, uh, it was weird. As soon as I left, I went to check the mail and I checked and all of a sudden I've got like my 5g and I was like, what? And then. I, I texted Steph. I was like, is the internet working at home? She's like, yeah, it's working fine now. And so I just went back home and uh, it was weird. I guess across Alberta and BC, like their, the cellular data went down for quite a while yesterday. And that's unnerving. It's so weird how, because I'm like, my first reaction is like, let me Google. Is TELUS down? But it's like, oh, never mind. You can't. You don't have internet. <laughs> but I don't know if this is related to that, but we're getting warnings that uh, that my connection is might not be stable. So who knows? We'll, we'll just keep going. Hopefully we stay connected here, but yeah, how's your lost, week been? We lost power a couple of times because of the, once the outer bands of Ida got up here. But oh yeah. That's the storm. And we had a ton of rain. Um, I'm going to say it's a light breeze. It was windy, but for me, it's a light breeze. Cause well, you know, uh, wind, out on the plains, yeah, nothing to stop it. Yeah, coming down off the Rockies, it's, you know, hurricane force winds are not really a, th- you know, yeah, not yeah. nothing to worry about. We get it all the time. Yeah, we just call it wind. Yeah, but. actually, we had a little storm come through on Tuesday. It missed our place, but in Strathmore, Steph went to take the kids to uh, guitar lessons, and their trees were uprooted. Sidewalks were like some of these trees would fall down the way they fell. They'd actually bust the sidewalks. They had the sidewalks like four feet in the air, and it's crazy. But yeah, we we get wind. We get like you say, there's nothing to stop it. Hundred kilometer hour winds. We usually get that several times a year. Oh yeah. Kind of affects you know when you're building something. Like people, if people live out on an acreage and they buy like just a little tiny, uh, you know, Costco sells those plastic garden sheds. You know, they they might be okay in town depending on, you know, how the air moves, but I've seen people they'll set those up out, out in the country <laughs> and it's like it's not gonna be here within a year. For sure you're gonna get some type of wind, this is gonna blow it away. Take it down. Yeah. I remember up in uh Montana at Malmstrom one winter, we got about seventy, seventy five mile an hour sustained winds overnight during a snowstorm. Yeah. And come outside in the apartment building we lived in, 
one side of the building, you could still you could see the grass now, but yeah. all the snow has stuck to the side of the building, so it looked it looked like some weird uh, abstract painting where the snow on the ground was actually on the side of the building, like four foot of snow packed on the side of the building. You're like, that's not right. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, and then but some idiot parked his car there because we didn't have enough. There were two uh, parking spots less than there were tenants in the building. Yeah. So he parked his car right there on the grass. Yeah, didn't work out for him <laughs> later that day. That's funny. And about 17 tons of snow fall on his car. Oh, wow. And we were all out there, yay for you, idiot. Yeah. You know, one time we had this uh, snow uh, windstorm is – I don't know, there was no snow involved. It was winter time, but just wasn't a lot of snow on the ground. And this was when we lived out in Rocky Ford. And we lived, so our back alley, uh, there's our back alley and then kind of like a open field slash parking lot. And then the arena, the the hockey and the curling arena is the back of that building. And we were a corner, we're on the corner. And then on the other side of the street was a train, a train track. So literally we'd have the train come by like a hundred feet from our house. And I remember it was so windy one night and I heard the train coming and it's passing our house. And all of a sudden I heard this crashing sound and I just freaked out because I'm like, okay, this, this train's derailing and you've got all these cars. And I thought the cars are going to start piling up and eventually take over our house. I look out the window and the train's still moving, but I hear this big, <laughs> and what happened is the wind was so strong that they had put a new tin roof on the arena. And this was probably like a 300 foot long building. And it peeled that entire roof off like a sardine can. And it like literally just coiled it, coiled it, and it all stayed together as one piece. And it literally looked like a drill, like like a curl from your, when you drill through metal, right? Yeah. And I heard this thing. I'm like, what is this noise? And it keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And then I'm like, I finally go outside because I'm freaking out. I'm like, something's weird here. Howling wind like crazy. And I look and I see the roof coming off. I'm like, okay. And it, it came off. The whole thing landed on the ground and it stopped. It wasn't like rolling towards us. But then my neighbors were outside and they had, you know, those carports, it's like a metal frame with a tarp over it. Yeah. <laughs> they had one of those, they parked their car in and the wind had lifted it up and it was in the air and it was pushing against the, they had, uh, we still had the power lines coming into the top of our houses, right? So not underground, you had the power pole and then it'd run along, hit the outside of your house and then go in. And this tarp shed is banging against their power line. <laughs> And they're like, come help us. I'm like, no, <laughs> come help us, please. We need your help, Jeremy. And I'm like, no, that's touching a power. That's like, it's your electricity going to your home. Let go. And they kept holding on to it and it actually ripped their power line off of their house. They were fine. Nothing happened, but they were like, come help us. I'm like, no. <laughs> and I just went inside and they were so mad at me after. And they talked to me and said, why wouldn't you help us? I was like, that's a recipe for disaster. Like if, if something happened the wrong way and some tires touch, you're going to get a heck of a lot of electricity running through your body. And why should like that? That's stupid. It's a, it's a $400 tarp shed. Let it go. If it hits my house and breaks my windows, that's what we've got insurance for. You know, <laughs> I remember they're like, come out. They weren't the brightest bulbs on the Christmas tree, obviously, but they're like, come help us, Jamie. There's three of them holding on to them. Like, no. I think three people getting shocked at once is enough. We don't need another one, but. Look, we're neighbors. Every once in a while, we wave and say hi. Yeah. Not worth dying for. Sorry. Yep. 
Yeah, they were weird ones. When we were doing a renovation, they're the kind that, you know, your middle of renovation, so you kind of have the doors open, you're cutting wood, bringing it in and out. And we were doing like a major on this house. They would just walk in any time of the day. I'd be having a lunch break. They'd just walk in. Hey, we just want to see how's it going. It's like, this. I know it's a construction zone. It's still my house, you know? They were interesting neighbors. But. Oh, if I, I don't know. Uh, nah. Nope. How's your week? Boring. Boring. I love it. <clears throat> yeah. You had obviously a storm, had a bunch of rain. Um, you know, the, I guess the highlight of the week was took Danette for a banana split yesterday. All right on. You know, we were, Steph and I were talking about banana splits, I think, last week, and she's never, ever had one before. Oh. I know. I know. They're good, too. I like them. We should, uh, we should fix that. Yeah, no, I. Banana split's awesome, but they can keep the banana. Yeah, it's kind of a weird part. And I love bananas in cereal. Yeah. I don't like bananas in banana splits as much as you would think. I know. I know. Is it a texture thing? It just seems a little bit out of place. No, it's not a texture thing. It's most places hide their almost rotten bananas in a banana split, Mm. or. They're not ripe enough, or, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not really, and banana, the flavor of a banana clashes with some of the flavors that they put on a banana split. You wouldn't Mm -hmm. think it's so, but yes, it is. Um, Pineapple, for one. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like pineapple on a banana split. I don't either, but they make it for you, so. Yeah. See, no pineapple. I like a banana split, and that's the end of your choices. Yeah. <laughs> See, I like, like, if you ever have a fruit salad that has pineapple and banana, that doesn't yeah. bother me. But um, I don't know. Pineapple on ice cream is just, I don't know if it's just too much sweet or what. I don't know. Pineapple on pizza is where it belongs. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, they're good. Pepperoni, what? jalapeno, pineapple. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, this so the, I've had a very gluttonous week. Um, this past week, Steph and I went. We had a little getaway <clears throat> to Banff, Alberta, and man, we kind of Steph made a list of some restaurants, and we were hitting them out because, you know, we go to Banff about once a year, and whenever we go, we go to the keg. Do you guys have the keg in the states? I don't. Know. We might have a restaurant called that, but okay, probably not associated. So, yeah, so in Canada, it's it's a steakhouse, basically. And it's it's pretty good. For a chain restaurant, it's kind of like an upper-end chain restaurant. Like, you know, a good steak's going to cost you 50 bucks. Um, and so that's where we'd always go. We'd, we'd go to the steak. Or, sorry, to the keg. But we thought, you know, there's got to be a lot of good restaurants here. And there are. We went to this one place, and it's voted the top 10 best restaurants in Canada. And it's called The Bison. And uh, we had their special, and it was bison done three ways. So we had bison steak, bison sausages, and bison ribs. Oh, my goodness. And it was, like, on polenta, and there's a couple other things. It was, like, a platter for two, and it was their special tonight. It was so delicious. It was just like, wow. Man, was it good. And, uh, yeah, no, like, tons of Mexican food. Um, Oh, it was good, man. I've just been... 
like the beginning of this week was just absolute gluttony, and I, <laughs> I loved it. It was so good. <laughs> Even things like uh, they got like these candy shops where they make their own chocolate, like all right in that store, right? So you'll buy like bear paws, or they'll make their own peanut butter cup squares and stuff. I normally am not a sweets guy. And we go for a, a, re, a, a dinner at a restaurant and we walking down the street and it's, you know, all these shops in and out, all the tourists. And I smell this chocolate shop. and I'm like, I got to go here. And so I'll buy like three chocolates and I'll eat them before we get to our vehicle. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I can't tell you the last time I've had chocolate in like six months. I don't know what it was, man. We just let loose on the weekend and it was good. It's a good time. And yeah, my parents looked after the kids. So that was fun. They did uh, went for a big bike ride in the city, and then Monday the kids worked for my parents, and then Tuesday they went to play pickleball. So it was good. Good times. And then you got to back to reality, hey? Back to working. But, yeah, no, uh, it's, I know before we talked, uh, you know, you're saying you've kind of intentionally left the news off because I think that's a good move. I honestly don't know. So this, this is not going to be commentary on what's happening in the world right now, but... It seems like it's gone crazy again. I don't know what it is. And this is just kind of based on the select few people that I actually follow on social media. Some of their comments, you kind of gather what might be happening. Because I, I myself don't like to watch news. I mean, you're just inundated and it's, you know, I, I thought I found a really great media channel called The Rebel News. You know, and it's it's not mainstream news. But they're extreme to the other end, right? Like you've got, it's kind of like every news outlet goes really hard to one side or the other, you know, I find a lot of times if you kind of go in the middle, you might get a more accurate representation of what's actually happening. But for me personally, I'm just like, eh, whatever. like, don't want to bury your head in the sand entirely, but also just want to not get caught up in it. Right. Because all, you know, emotions flare and then opinions are being shared and this and that. And it's like, Oh guys, just, just stop for a minute, please. But who knows? Um, yeah. You know, you know, just saying, don't want to, don't want to get any kind of political, but here we are almost at the beginning of traditional flu season, right? Mm -hmm. We're about a month away. And suddenly there's another new strain of COVID. Isn't that coincidental? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, It's funny um, because... God bless you people out there. Just, you know, like you would do a little retarded child. Shooka, shooka, shooka on the head. And bless you. (laughs) And you walk away thinking, my God, I'm glad my children aren't like that. Yeah. Well, it was one of the reasons why Steph and I wanted to, to hit up this hotel because we're like, so we stayed at the Fairmont Springs Hotel, which is amazing. It's a castle in the in the Rockies. Uh, the iteration that's in now, like this big stone building, it's actually, it's magnificent. Like, it's really impressive to see. Uh, now, built 1922 <clears throat> or something. When you were there, yeah, you posted a photo on Instagram mm-hmm. of you and your f- shorts and flip-flops. Looking out over a wedding, mm-hmm. did you have 
any inkling at that moment in time to heckle them. Yes. <laughs> oh, I yes. Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> I told Steph I was going to yell at them, and then I wanted to try and get into the wedding par- party afterwards, but she says <laughs> just, we couldn't. Just and we... <laughs> walk right through it. <laughs> well, we even bought, brought some hey, fancy clothes. Up? Yeah, we brought nice clothes because we were going for, a, we had a nice meal planned at a fancy restaurant, so we had some good clothes. I'm like, we could just put that on tonight and just go sit at the reception and eat their food, <laughs> but she wasn't down for it. Um, Should have just, you know, <laughs> found a way to get close to the the registry just to get one of their names or both of their names. Yeah. <clears throat> and then walk through in shorts and flip-flop and a drink and just catch the, the bride's eye. <clears throat> hey, Mary! Looking yeah. a lot better than you did on the weekends in uni. <laughs> yeah, <sorry>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, hey? That would have been a blast. Everybody's like, what the? Yeah. He knew her name, but I don't. <laughs> I've never seen him before. But he knew your name. Yeah. Just start that wedding off on a good note. That's right. <laughs> Although, it's funny. So looking down at them, young couple, probably, well, I say young, probably 30. People don't get married young anymore, it seems, but... Um, they're both vaping, right? For, well, like I was watching them get pictures done, and I, I call those little vape things. I call them a douche flute. <laughs> they're both sucking on a douche flute, and uh, <laughs> and then and then they're getting pictures, and then they got a kid, and this kid's a little brat, like a little tyrant. And they're trying to, they're both trying to chase this kid, running around on the lawn. I thought, ah, there you go, got her knocked up. They've been living together, and now they're having this classy wedding at a classy place and you're both sucking on a douche flute that's awesome but um yeah i know it's weird but like i was saying so uh with those whole covid stuff is it in bc now or or maybe in a week or something like that if you want to go to a restaurant or a hotel you have to be vaccinated and it's not that way yet here we still don't have mandatory mask laws but Interesting how, like we were saying, this next wave of this and this next wave of that. And and it's like, okay, so, you know, we went from, okay, 10 days to, to flatten the curve. I remember that, flatten the curve, and I hated it because I'm like, this is just a stupid catchphrase to get people excited about stupidity. 10 days, 20 days, 30 days, flatten the curve to let me see your papers. Like in, like in a year and a half, less than two years, we've gone fully, like, communist, you oh. know? Here's the way I see that, the way it started. It was how it should have been. People say, listen to science, listen to... Well, why don't you? Because it started off with, we have to flatten the curve. We have to just ride this out and flatten the curve, right? Yeah. And people pick 10 days, but the science, if you go read it instead of listen to it, at the beginning, it was anywhere from 10 to 30 days. Mm-hmm. Ride it out. Flatten that curve, right? Let's get into herd immunity phase one, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then people started panicking because people were dying of, I don't know, a thing mm-hmm. that happens every 100 years or so. Um, so I think the politicritters had to... Figure out a way. Oh my God, I know we're doing the right thing, but oh my God, we got to change the narrative because, you know, our people are panicking because they're snowflakes. It happens, people. I don't want a bunch of people to pass away, but 
it's life mm-hmm. and it's part of the human experiment. Mm-hmm. It happens. Just get over yourself. There's little tiny microscopic things that were also part of creation to control certain aspects of this human experiment. Why do you call an experiment? Well, we're only here for a limited, you know. Oh, yeah, like kind of what we're trying to do. We're trying to do our best. No, um, if, you know, the Lord created us, put us here. It's, it is for a limited amount of time on this um, earthly plane. So it's an experiment. No, I, I, but that term makes it sound like he's not sure what's going to happen. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't mean it that way. It's an experiment okay. for us, not for him. Yeah, yeah. Let me be clear. Okay. No, I was just curious. I just curious. It's an experiment for us, not him. Um, From our point of view, Mm -hmm. not his. Uh, You know, it's our our test. Should we use free will? Should we not? Well, yeah, you should, but not in everything. That's therein lies the test, people. Free will and self control. Right, and discipline. Don't use free will to question God. Use free will to question whether or not you want to walk through a dark room barefoot knowing your kids had Legos out last night. Yeah. 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 Just you know, it, yeah. And, and but it's anyway, so, anyway. It's, it's so um, crazy. Like, um, So here, if you have the COVID vaccine... Your, your two doses and now they're they're trying they're getting all caught up on whether say if you had a Pfizer first and then uh, I don't know what's another name of a vaccine Moderna yeah Moderna does that combination constitute two doses and now they're saying nope you have to have two of the same one <laughs> but here's well, the thing it, that's does this, it make sense to you Jeremy none of this makes sense to no me. Th- put all of your other beliefs aside for a second and all things <clears throat> being equal there's a Moderna vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine, and a, say, Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Mm-hmm. And you have to have at least two doses. Why would you get one of one and one of the other when they're completely different vaccines? Mm-hmm. I want to – here's – here. I'm going to make a, a really polarizing analogy here, so – Strap in, folks. To me, that's like someone buying a 32 Ford and putting a Chevrolet engine in it. You're a moron. Stop it. Yeah. They don't go together. You've now adulterated something that's not going to be right. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, something not as polarizing, but uh, very much exactly the same thing. It's like saying, I got to do an oil change. I need five liters of oil in my engine. I'm going to put five liters of 10W30 and then five liters of transmission fluid. Or canola oil. Yeah. It's oil. It, it, doesn't, it, it makes sense to keep it consistent. <laughs> like, uh, you know, just from not even scientific, but just logical, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, and now they want, you know, no matter what, they, the, um, oh, wow, what's his name? Douchey. I mean, Fauci. Mm-hmm. Um said, oh, yeah, you know, we're pretty much going to say everybody needs the the booster. Mm-hmm. So now everybody's going to need three. 
uh, of whatever you get, whatever flavor you want. Uh, which I, that part of it doesn't necessarily bother me. I expected it from the very, very beginning. Cause I do understand some of uh, a tiny bit more than the average human being on the street about this particular science, how they made this vi- vaccine, you know, the whole decade of research that went into it, you know, I, I understand a little bit of, so I, I actually expected, um, booster just like you need a flu shot every year because mm-hmm. the strains change. Mm-hmm. I understand that that part of it doesn't bother me. The gov- you know, there's things about it that do bother me from, a uh, uh, civil liberties and freedom standpoint. Um, Things like that, uh, idiocy. Mm-hmm. But you're going all the way back to the very beginning. You know, what we should have done is put less people at risk overall. You know, throughout the the time limit of the this COVID BS, um, and. Uh, how do you say this and, you know, take the edge off, let more people die up front so less people die overall? hundred mm-hmm. percent. I, I mean, <clears throat> eh. And see, so the, the thing that I have a hard time and, with, with and I, ha- I'm, I, I feel sorry for people. I, I'm a very compassionate, empathetic person. I really am. You know, I have a heart of gold. I just wrap it in evil bacon. Um, but part of me has less sympathy for some of the people that fell victim to COVID simply because they brought it upon themselves in a roundabout way by having those self-imposed comorbidity factors that led to their death. Mm -hmm. You're morbidly obese. Because you supersize everything in your life. Uh, and that led to your diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever. You know, being morbidly obese has a ton of side effects. Um, some of them make me scratch my head. How the hell does fat lead to that? But it does, you know. I'm not even morbidly obese, like just obesity, you know? Oh, no, I'm not morbidly obese. I'm just overweight Mm -hmm. for my size and my age. And I have health effects from it. And I know I do. So Mm -hmm. I'm constantly trying to work my work, everything that I can work, given my spinal health, to try not to gain any more weight and to try to start in the negative zone. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and you know and knock on wood i'm in trying to hide this so nothing happened to it but my god for a month i've been having a really good day hmm. i don't have the constant pain i can That's walk yeah. you know well heck yesterday I, we you know drove two hours round trip to have a banana split i couldn't have done that a month ago hmm. yeah wouldn't have done it you know yeah um, but anyway, yeah. You know, so I'm starting to take this, uh, 
you know, God given opportunity of my back cooperating with me to go try to, you know, I'm going to walk to the mailbox instead of taking the side by side. I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. I'm looking for a bike that's a little bit shorter than the Surly I got. Um, I'm actually looking for a shorter Surly. Uh, there you go. So I can, instead of taking the side by side, to go down to swap out the camera for that sweet little old lady oh, yeah. that yeah. still hasn't paid me for doing that. Um, uh, take the bike. Yeah. Yeah. You see, like the the problem with this, the like going like the COVID stuff. The the part that pisses me off is that the, it's always been based on fear. And, you know, nobody would ever say the fact, okay, what is the survival rate of COVID? It's 99 point, was a 98%, right? Yeah. Here's another thing, way to look at it. I'm just going to throw a couple ideas here. You know, people talk about how the world's population is out of control. And by, they've put years on it. I don't know what they are, but they'll say, just arbitrarily pulling this one. Uh, by year 2045, there won't be enough food to feed the planet. So if you are of that stance, and I, I can see that. I mean, the world, I mean, numbers don't lie. The population's growing. Well, what's wrong if we have a pandemic to kill off some of us? Because we're going to get to a point anyways, and it's a, a serious predicament when, okay, now all of a sudden, who's going to get the food? And I know it's not necessarily like that. I mean, the rich get the food and the poor die. <laughs> That's the truth of the world, um, whether you like to look at that reality or not. Uh, most of us in North America are in the rich zone, like by far. But, you know, it was always this, oh, and it's like flatten the curve, this, this, this. And then, you know, they do such a good job at getting everybody like, <clears throat> like you can't have this conversation with people without them getting pissed off. And now, like in BC, like I myself can't go to a restaurant because I don't have the vaccine, right? Well, that... that it is simple. It is a question. Do you believe the government has more control of your body, yes or no? And if you believe in mandatory vaccinations, then your answer is no. There is no exception. There's no gray zone here because they've taken that control and they've said, we control what you do based on what you have put inside of you. Fundamentally, boil it down to the level the government controls you more than you control you. End of story. And people will be like, no, but this is, no, 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 no. Look, okay, back up for a second. This isn't going to kill most of the people in the world. The people that die have comorbidities. If you're healthy, people are like, why haven't you gotten the vaccine yet? I'm like, I don't need the vaccine. I'm healthy. You know, I run every day. I exercise every day. I don't have any of the comorbidities. Chances are this, vac- this, this COVID thing is probably afraid of me because my antibodies will just crush it like a bug. You know, you know? Um, and, and that narrative has been taken away. This whole success rate, it's not that. And it's like fear, 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 fear. Now here, I want to get to this other stupid point. And, and again, the problem I have with this whole thing is the mental retardation that people have approached it with. And the sheep will just chug a lug in this freaking Kool-Aid. So in Canada, if I have two doses of a vaccine, I do not have to get tested for COVID-19. Fact. If I have two doses of COVID-19, I can still get COVID-19 and transmit COVID-19. So now if I get two 
doses of vaccination, I am potentially a bigger threat to spreading the virus than someone who's not been vaccinated. And if I want to go into a store or something, I have to have a COVID test. So basically, the non-vax people have to get tested more often, which, hey, okay, you know what? I've got, the, I've got COVID. I'm going to stay home, right? There's a higher likelihood of me identifying that problem and staying home. And I'm not saying COVID is, is fake. I think it's the flu. It's, it's a scary name they put on the flu for whatever reason. But as somebody who's been vaccinated, I don't get tested. I don't have to. I have a right not to be tested. Yet I can get vaccine and I can get COVID and I can transmit COVID. So if you look at the plain logic, I don't know how anybody could say, oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, That's smart. Man, like just, you know what? This this world is so stupid. One good thing about this whole nonsense and, and I know it's not totally nonsense, people. Just deal with it. The situation um, is not. The pandemic is nonsense. 100%. The whole, the, one of the positives for Todd that came out of this is it has ripped away the facade from these idiots. Now you know the kind of people that have been in your sphere of influence or sphere of social um, setting your whole life. Yeah. And you see that, Oh, um, this person that's, you know, goes to the hospital has had the MMR and polio vaccines, but suddenly they're Mm anti-vax and they think anything you do about positive vaccination is Satan. Mm -hmm. Cause you're not letting the God given, Immune system, take care of it. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I am doing, though? I'm letting the God-given free will and brain, you know, assist. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're an idiot because um, had you never gotten any of that stuff, I'd listen to you. Yeah. But, you, but the difference. You've had everything in your life except the COVID-19 vaccine, and suddenly all vaccines are evil. An idiot. No, I, I don't think many people. And they're not that saying stance. COVID. I'm saying the people. I, I'm glad this facade has been ripped off of, or have said all vaccines. Yeah, I don't know anybody all. like like I've known people that were anti-vaxxers before the pandemic. Oh, look on my social media feed. Creep me on Instagram and Facebook. You'll see the people that I'm still following just to hear this. You know, and I just giggle and. Uh, at it because it's funny to me how stupid you are not you but you know the person yeah that does this is Nobody, so like, so here's the thing in in the u.s that's a question for you is it mandatory to get the measles mumps rubella all those vaccines are they mandatory i'm gonna say yes see in canada um, they are and here's i why. can i can elect not to in canada you like have to kids, have them to go to school and it's mandatory to go to school whether it's homeschooling or not See, in Canada, I can send my kids to school and I can say I don't want them vaccinated and that's my choice. Measles, mumps, rubella, all of them have killed way more people, way bigger threat to the human condition, human life than COVID could ever hope to be. But yet somehow they want to make COVID mandatory. That's the thing I have a problem with. Oh, no, I agree with you. Um, I'm, I'm I'm walking the illogical fence that... MMR polio don't have a big problem with as much as I should 
COVID, flu, all of those vaccines, I have a problem with. Yeah. Oh, and why do they call it the COVID vaccine, but it's the flu shot? Exactly. You, you can't saying, vaccinate people, a virus that saying, mutates. <laughs> like, just saying. Um, and how do you know uh, if this was released as a conscious effort by the Chinese which from a lab that took something in nature and mutated it into this COVID thing, right? How do you know it's even vaccinable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you know? You introduce the vaccine and it automatically mutates. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact the U.S. has been working on viruses to do just that so then they can reverse engineer it and come up with, you know, immuno drugs for it, right? Mm-hmm. But they were a century away from that. I mean, we're talking, you know, Star Trek science to do that, but um, all it took, all it would take was time. Yeah. You know, another thing that complicates this whole thing. It's so much easier to create something that kills and gets oh, yeah. out of control. Than something to stop something like that. Exactly. Yeah. And if it, if it was programmed to mutate, we're, we're all screwed and just get over it. Yeah. Um, and so you see the stats, people will say like, okay, with the Delta variant, uh, they'll be like, and this is the hardest part about it for, for me, right? I don't believe the extremes on both sides. I'll see people say, reports say that 84% of the people that got the Delta have already had two doses of vaccine. And then there's other reports that say like 90% of people that get Delta have not been vaccinated at all. And so what do you believe? Like, I don't believe the 84 on the one side. I don't believe the 90 on the other side. And it's so like, ah, that's the hardest part about it. Because if it's on the news or coming out of a politician's mouth, by default, I don't believe it. And then there's a lot of YouTubers that I just... research, so... There's a lot of YouTubers that if you're to draw a line in the middle, right or left, I agree more to their side, more conservative. But a lot of them, I'm like, nah, this guy's just, this guy's getting flamboyant. He's, he's, you know, there's fear mongering on one side and there's fear mongering on the other side. You know, like I used to really enjoy Rebel News, but then I kind of watched it. I'm like, man, these guys just have nothing, but they're just trying to get me riled up and hating all government and hating all police like that's what that's what i feel they're trying to make me do with the way they present this stuff it's not news on either side yeah, it's logic has gone out the window fact has gone out the window it's like 2020 something came up from hell in an effort to polarize the human race in one direction or another because you're either for the blacks or you're for the police. You can't be in the middle. Yeah. Where that's where the truth is. Exactly. COVID, not COVID. You can't be in the middle. Yeah. Um, Biden, Trump, can't be in the middle. <laughs> yeah, um, right. What the hell, people? Yeah. No, you put it very well. I like the way you say that. It's, it's a freaking everything that match. comes along. You you can't be in the middle. Yeah. But that's where the truth is in all of these things. Yeah. You can't see the good on both sides. Like, okay, you know what? This administration had these things going for it. Do I like this as a whole and completely in every aspect? No. And same thing with the other one. Like, I could look at every political party in Canada and be like, actually, there's one part about this group that I actually do appreciate. 
you know, more than this group stands. And this group, even though they're the ones I'm probably going to vote for, there's certain things I don't like about what they do, right? I mean, I mean, I don't know. And then you try to discuss that, you know, it's like, no, 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 all this way or all that way, all this way or all that way. A uh, real quick interjection. It sounds like Justin Trudeau is not doing very well in his polls. No. <laughs> Would that be he, hilarious? Uh, Would that be funny if he dissolved Parliament, called an election, and then lost it? <laughs> I think that's why he he fell a little. Oh man, he is going to be a laughing stock if that happens. And I will make sure I'll put a picture of him and I'll wake up every day and laugh at him. <laughs> it Could also I... didn't help that um he has made some uh Hey, don't be hating on my good buddy fill in the blank and all of those good buddies have been drummed out of office or out of a job because they're scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, don't be hating on my buddy Como. Yeah. And even you look at what he's done, just from a pure uh, fiscal leadership standpoint, I mean, he's run up our deficit. Unemployment is higher than when he came in. Uh, Canada's economy is in the tank. So, so just on that alone, and, and that's kind of, you know, if you want to go to more like uh, social and uh, like public policy, that stuff needs funding. And if you want to have a good social, social you country, you first need an economically stable country. It's the most important. It's like saying that I'm going to raise a family without having a job or a house or a way to buy food. You know, you've got to get the basic needs in order and money is a basic need. As far as a country goes, a solid economy that produces and is, is constantly getting a positive, that is the most important thing. Once you're, you've got that, you've got this, okay, now, now things are good. We've got funding. We've actually got money. We're not borrowing billions of dollars from the Chinese. Now, what kind of social programs would we like? Do we want to just spend, you know, $10 billion on art over the next five years? Because we can do that. You know, we've got all this oil that we're selling to the rest of the world. Let's, let's put the, the, the world's greatest art program to ever be funded by government. We can do that. Right. Let's make our Olympians professional athletes. Let's get them the top line training. We can do that because our economy is strong. Right. You can't have good social, like a good social programs in a country. You can't have comfortable living without economy. A good economy is the number one thing. And he doesn't even understand what that means. He has no clue how the economy actually well, works. He, all he... Of course not. He can legislate his pocketbook, his personal pocketbook, yep. mm -hmm. by changing, you know, certain rules and regulations on oil import or export. And tomorrow he's got another billion dollars. Yeah. And then the problem is that is that you know environmentalism has become becomes polit politicized, and it's like like it or not, people, uh, oil is oil, and shutting down a pipeline that would allow Canada to make bank, literally we could become the most financially wealthy country on earth in a short time. And just shutting that down is not going to do a single thing to reduce how much oil is consumed and burned and put into the atmosphere. It's not going to stop it one single bit. Fact. I don't understand how crude oil is not green. All we're doing is recycling dinosaurs. Yeah. I, you, I, yeah. I, uh, how? You know? Yeah. Come I on. don't I don't believe it's dinosaurs, but 
<laughs> but no, it's a natural resource. Like it's a natural resource. And, you know, again, get back to this thing we've talked about on this podcast before. You know, it's people's attitudes that is the most important thing. Uh, this whole concept that every two years I'm going to lease a new vehicle. That is really bad for the environment, right? I drive a car, uh, 2002, so it's almost 20 years old. My car next year will be 20 years old and I still drive it. And if according to, you know, pop culture, our, uh, our materialistic society, keeping up with the Joneses, every two years, that's a lease term. That's the average lease term. So I would have gone through 10 vehicles, 10 Honda Civics. Instead, I've got just one. Now, if you were to just take a, a small parking lot, a, bit, a piece of land or a field and put 10 Honda Civics in it and my one Honda Civic and have one person stand in one, one person stand in front of the 10. Say, this is what I'm responsible for in the last 20 years, and this is what he's responsible for in the last 20 years. Who has made a better decision for the environment? Right? Clearly, it's the guy that gets the most mileage out of something he's bought. Also to that, it's economically sustainable, right? I spend less money to drive from A to B than this guy does. But people don't want that. They don't realize that to be... Uh, an environmentalist or an environmentally conscious person, it means doing without some things. It doesn't mean you can't have a great life. Like I still, when I want to drive somewhere, I go there. I have a car that runs good, right? And now I don't have a brand new car every two years. I don't have like Bluetooth or a backup camera. So it, that doesn't prohibit me from getting from A to B. That doesn't prohibit me from getting groceries or driving to a nice castle in the, in the Rockies if I want to go there. Right. And it's such a it's it's a more personal level and it means denying yourself the the luxury of like upgrading everything all the time. Well, the more driver aids they put on vehicles that prevent people from learning how to be a good driver mm -hmm. per capita, the more wrecks we have. Yeah. So it hasn't saved anything. No. Um, it makes people more complacent and. Well, I think about the only thing I agree with putting on a vehicle is a backup camera. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Because then I don't have to get out eight times to hook up a trailer. I can see my tow hitch and just back right up to it. But yes. other than that. And I bet it saved a lot of little kids' bicycles, too. <laughs> you know, oh. little kid drops like, oh, crap, Tommy left his bike behind the car again. Get out and move it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like me, I told Tommy not to leave it there, and he did. Guess what? Tommy ain't got a bike. <laughs> Do donk. Yeah. Yeah, I take that approach sometimes. Not quite, not quite to the bike extreme, but uh, yeah. Uh, oh wait, Tommy's still on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have to worry about you ever leaving anything back there. Because when we, my one son, he left his. I can his, spend your college fund. Yeah, my one son. We told him three times one day to put his MacBook away. It's got a little MacBook Air. Three times one day, and notorious for leaving it out and not putting away when it's on. So we tucked the kids in bed, come upstairs, and he still hadn't put away. It's sitting right there. So we thought, ah, well, we'll do a little trick on him. So we just hit it. I hit it up in the top of my closet. And for five weeks, he didn't know where it was, but he's too chicken to ask for it. <laughs> and they're not doing school in the summertime, right? But he's, because he also has a tendency to lose his stuff because he just leaves it out. He has no clue where his iPod is. He's been missing his iPod for like two months. He doesn't want to buy a new one because I'm probably just going to lose it. I'm like, that's because you don't look after your stuff, but... It was funny. I gave it to him yesterday. He's like, you, you want this? He goes, where was it? I said, we hit it on you. <laughs> We're waiting until you asked where it was. But, um, yeah, no, it's fun. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I, I think that, you know, 
the Lord did me a favor by not blessing me with children, just to save me from jail time. <laughs> you know, was, I had a kid that lost stuff all the time. I'd get medical super glue and glue it to his little arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to hurt him, and it'll come off in time. Come yeah. on. Yeah. But he's not going to lose the iPod. Why? It's glued to him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, That's I didn't funny. glue it to his forehead. It's yeah. on his arm. Come on. It's funny. Yeah, no, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this election. And, uh, you know, it's funny. It's so easy to get worked up about everything that's going on right now, the pandemic, the this, the that, the blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, we somehow think that we're the first people on the planet Earth to have ever gone through a hard time. You know, I mean, this is just history. This is going to be written about in the history books, and people 50 years from now are going to read about a COVID pandemic that polarized people. And, ah, you know, it's really, it's it's, I think that's one of the reasons why I can just, turn the news off and be like, you know what? The world has gone through turmoil before. Ultimately, come out of it. <laughs> you know, not every single well, individual does, but we come out of it. So hope for the best. Was, Don't be stupid and uh, keep your powder dry. Yeah, I was watching uh, something. It's like, you know, could a modern person survive and pick a year, right? And they, they've done different years for different parts of the series. Yeah. <clears throat> And eventually they had uh, an alleged expert um, on there, uh, like a societal anthropologist, and that was completely, utterly honest. Hey, could somebody from 2020 survive in 1600 France? No. Full stop. No, you couldn't. Well, why? Somebody from 2020, let's say a 30-year-old or a 25-year-old, is so desensitized to things nowadays. Mm-hmm. You go back to 1600 France, your senses are going to be so overwhelmed with stench from every direction. It's not a matter of whether or not everything had stench. It's to what degree. Yeah. You know, even the so-called cleanest people had so much stench you would think that they just walked out of a sewer in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I could deal with that, man. <laughs> and so that's just the beginning. And then our immune system is not as revved up as it used to be. Yeah. Um, can you eat, you know, half raw pork and chicken? No. You know, could they? Yes. Because they had to, you know. um, And and he went into a lot of things that I was like, yeah, I like this guy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's amazing how soft society is, hey? But he also did say, you know, they died at 30. Yeah. 35. You know, where, yeah, we might be softer in a lot of ways, but we lived till 80. So Mm -hmm. it's a trade off. Yeah. And I think generally we, <laughs> I think as far as quality of life, I, I don't know that it's ever really been higher right now. I mean, for the average person in North America, they got a pretty incredible quality of life. You know, like you got a, you got a temperature control in your house. You've got water on demand, even hot water on demand. You know, compared to all of society in general, that's what the kings and the queens would one day hope for, you know. 
Yes. Do you have a magic box where you can watch plays? Yeah. I watch the theater. You know, a different one every half hour or every mm-hmm. hour. Um, watch any one you want. You know. Press a button and have two wise voices fill your brain with ideas on a podcast. You can take that something out of a cold box, put it into a metal box and push a button and it rotates round and round with a little light and comes out hot in one minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would kill you as a witch instantly. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. <clears throat> yeah, I looked at um, on Apple or iTunes at our podcast. We have what one five-star review. Oh, really? One review, but it's five-star. Well, that's good. And it says, my new favorite podcast. Oh, that's my kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's my son's review. So, yeah. And yeah I, I think we gotta... have 30 episodes, 29 or 30 episodes. Yep. That was awesome. Yeah. I got a message on Instagram, a gentleman, he actually had a really, he bought a signing block from me and he actually had a really interesting feedback. So right now I make it out of, it's half inch thick stock. And he was wondering if you were to do it out of one inch thick stock, that way you would have more sanding surface area on the sides of the block as well, which I thought was a really interesting idea. So I'm going to see if I can find material. Um, I don't know if I would, it'd be like two inch by one inch aluminum, but. I have one sharp corner <clears throat> and three radiuses. Yeah. And so, so he was suggesting that, but he also said, he goes, by the way, I absolutely love your new podcast, Can Am Soup. I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's funny. I'm going to, I'm going to try and do a little flogging of it on the YouTube that I'm trying to get just, just barely getting started with, you know, attempting to get somewhat regular programming up on the Yub tub. I am trying to get a hold of a YouTuber that does a daily a weekday daily um, live stream. Who is it? And he wants to have people start coming on, either that agree, disagree, or if you just have something to plug. And I'm trying to get a hold of him. God, I want to get on there and plug Can-Am Soup. Yeah. Who, who is it? I'm afraid uh, to say. Why? Because he's a very polarizing um, douche nozzle a lot of the time. But it's the Yankee Marshal. Okay, I know, it's a gun I guy. Know. He's a wrestling guy, a car guy. Um, most huh. of the things he says is in humor, right? But you have mm-hmm. to know it. Gotcha. You know, a lot of times he's, you know, uh, saying something in humor, but he's in a, a he's in character, and he's poking the people that really believe what he's saying. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Making fun of you, and you don't even know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. And uh, I, I like that aspect of it, but um, some of his stuff is just so uh, weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of his uh, actual true beliefs are just so weird. You're like, really? You're so smart on this thing, but you're an idiot over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got a uh, lot of life experience in different things. He was in, uh, in the army. He was a police officer. He quit doing all of that. And <clears throat> he owned a you know a restaurant or two, a bar or two. He did uh, house flipping 
Hmm. He would go and buy the house, fix it up, flip it. Uh, he was a social worker. He's got a degree in psychology. Oh, wow. Uh, it's probably a master's degree in socio-psychology. Anyway, hmm. whatever you need to be a social worker. Um, anyway. Uh, and some of the times he gets on and he, he's like, I need to make this video and rant. And then he's completely wrong about everything that comes out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. You're like, you research everything exhaustively before you make a video. Why are you doing this? Yeah. So you never mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And he's uh, a little... I don't want to know. I don't want to say it's disingenuous because I don't think it is. But he's a little flamboyant. Mm. Um, he's got two adopted sons. Um, sometimes you might think he's married to a guy. Sometimes you think he's married to a woman. He's married to a woman. Mm. Uh, she's a nurse. Uh, it's just weird, you know. Yeah. But, hey, can I step away for one second? Of course. Uh, you did last week. I've, I'm on my like third bottle of water this morning. <laughs> So I got to use a little boy's room. <laughs> I'll be right back. So anyway, while Jeremy's gone, I would like to uh, invite everyone to head on over to, after the show, head on over to YouTube and check him out on Simple Little Life. That's his main channel. Then he has a second channel. Uh, Jeremy the Gertz or Jeremy Gertz channel. Uh, you can check him out on both of those handles on Instagram. He's a fascinating knife maker and all around blogger. He doesn't think so, but he is. He If he put his mind of vlogging uh, like three times a week, uh, he'd put uh, off the ranch to shame. Uh, one, because he's... He has some humility. He doesn't, he's not a multi, uh, multi millionaire trying to rub it in everyone's face like some people. Uh, but I think that might be the millennial in Matt, but whatever. Don't care. Don't care. Like him. Like his family. Not hating on him. Just trying to tell you that Jeremy, if he put his mind to it, would put Matt to shame in vlogging. Because, cause, skill, life experience. What the heck are you going on about, Todd? Oh, nothing. Oh, okay, I'm back. Hey, nothing, nothing. Um, you know the best thing I've done in the last couple of years? But you remember what I said I would have done had you left last week instead of me? Oh, yeah, I keep going on and on. About you. Verbal diarrhea. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was inviting people to check you out on social media and why. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a waste. Um, it's a waste of time. Don't waste. You know, your time. simple little life. Jeremy the Gertz. You know, YouTube, Instagram. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank I appreciate I was that. Comparing you to a a famous vlogger that you could be so much better if you liked that sort of thing. I do like vlogging, but nobody watches them. I guess it's a persistence thing. I'm not. Persistent it is. Enough. You know that um, some people didn't get five million overnight. Yeah, it's true. It took years, but yeah. look at where they are now. That's true. Um, boy, 
uh, how many millions can I rub in your face this week? Yeah, yeah. Who are you? Who are you mentioning? Um, Matt. Oh yeah, he's. Yeah, I like his stuff. I just don't have time. Oh, to I, watch no, his stuff. I'm not hating on him. I, I told the people that I like him. Yeah. I'm just saying, with your voice, presentation skills, and life experience, you could be so much better if you like vlogging. Yeah, I might have to edit that out because if you're just blowing fluff about me, <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to hear that. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, if you're ever, ever doing a renovation. I mean you, that wholeheartedly. I'm just not blowing fluff. Okay. I, I watch that. several vloggers of note, and I think they all, every one of them, try way too hard. Not to be disingenuous, which makes them, in fact, disingenuous. Yeah. And they all, as they got famous over the, you know, they start off, you look at their early vlog, and when they first start off, hey, it's me with a camera, blah, follow me. Fast forward five years, and it's, look at my fame and fortune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really? Mm-hmm. I can snap my fingers and make... Bill Goldberg, help me sell guns. Yeah. Which he can, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm not hating. Mm-hmm. Bill Goldberg went to Matt and said, um, can you teach me how to do YouTube? Hmm. How cool is that? You yeah, know? that's cool. That's cool. Uh, no, I was saying, you know the best thing we did at this house? We'll put a urinal in the basement. I am on the lookout for a urinal, uh, a nice domestic style urinal, not a industrial one. I want like an Art Deco week. Oh wow! Or Victorian style. Um, <laughs> You're getting fancy with the urinals. <laughs> no, because it's in our master bedroom, oh. um, <laughs> our master bath. Uh, you gonna put that? The in your guy master? who plumbed the house, you know, that died in the house. Plumbed it for a urinal. I'm like, how cool is that? You know, but well, and and your wife's gonna let you get away with that? Oh yeah. See, we never. I don't think that would ever fly. But we put. So the boys have their basement, the their bedroom in the basement, and we've got their bathroom in the basement. And I was like, how much is a urinal? Like we put in. It's a very large bathroom they have. It's got the shower and there's room for it. Ninety seven bucks for like a just your run of the mill truck stop style urinal. So I'm like, put her in. And so we put it in there. Ah, uh, man, I wish I had to put one upstairs, and I wish I would have actually put one. Steph actually suggested I put one in my garage, and I should have. Like, not even not even in its own room, just mount a urinal to the wall, <laughs> and I should have done that. <laughs> just, it would kind of look weird to people, but then again, like, who cares? Nobody's in there, right? It yeah, would little... make the comment section of your videos <laughs> so much more interesting. Yeah. Every week I could start off, I could put... And on a shop tour, you could just say it's something completely that it isn't. Yeah. You know, a boot cleaner, you know, yeah. a parts washer. It's my parts washer. You know? <laughs> this is my parts washer. There's a picture of the <laughs> Prime Minister of Canada at the bottom of it, just paying respects <laughs> to leadership. That's funny. No, man, it's, it's something I never thought of until we built this house. But And, and I've, I've developed a few of our own basements, and I'm like, that was a mistake. So here's a, a tip. This may be one of the greatest things you can ever take away from this podcast. If you can, put a urinal in your house. If you're a dude, of course. I mean, you will just, you will love, love your, your life. 
If you're a chick, put one in too, because <laughs> you'll have a dude over eventually. Yep, there you go. Yeah. Um, our, my One of my favorite YouTubers to playfully pick on, I like the guy, don't, you know, don't ever think I don't, but Andrew. Yeah. He showed, he cracked, and he showed he's not stupid, you know. Uh, also showed he's got one heck of a sense of humor. Well, I didn't. I haven't watched. There's it. this thing going around that the more outdoors where the Morgan started, called the Excavator Challenge, where you pick up a egg uh, with a mini excavator without okay. breaking it. Yeah. So a lot of the channels I watch do it, and a lot that I don't watch have done it. Well, um, Dirt Perfect challenged uh, Andrew. So Andrew did it in Andrew style to begin with. Okay. You know. Uh, and then in the end, he was like, you know what? I can't pick it up without breaking it. Cause you know, my, I don't have the, basically the thumb and bucket setup that, that's going to allow me to do this. But you know what I can do with it? I can make breakfast. And the next thing you see is he's cracking the egg with the excavator over a hot plate, a <laughs> griddle. <laughs> Got no shell in the egg. Really? Um, and then put a spatula, you know, like tape to the tooth of Seriously. the bucket. And then that wasn't working, so he went and got his um, uh, his Takauchi uh, track loader. Yeah. Clamped a spatula to the bucket, flipped the egg, and then flipped it out onto a plate and then fed it to his dog. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and <laughs> it was so cool. That is cool. But that's funny. Yeah, I know he's a he's a I like his YouTube channel. Yes. Whenever I watch his, I'm like, man, I, I wish GoPros I wish I could use GoPros. I no, I wish I could drive up to New York and slap a GoPro out of somebody's hand. No Who's? bad. <laughs> All yeah. of them, bad. No, no GoPro. Bad. I don't know. You know, it's funny. So I don't know. This, this feels like maybe we talked about this before. But Give it like, a couple of years, and as parts of you age, not so gracefully, the, those stupid, out of focus, fish-eyed GoPros give you a migraine. Mm. You want to watch the video because it's <clears throat> you know, Sandra's going to be compelling in some way. Um, and you're like, oh, I can't do it. And then the stupid 360 stick. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. I will buy you a camera. Those are good only for like, you know what they're cool for? If you got a little clip of some extreme sport, you know, I, and, and the, even then 90% of the footage isn't done properly. I've seen it done. So it literally looks like the camera is 10 foot away from the person and they're actually, you're actually filming them. And, and some of these people, it makes it look like every straight line is a corner. I saw last night, right before I went to bed, uh, somebody had one on a side-by-side -side race, you know, the like the Terex 1000 race, uh, had one, and I'm like, yeah, this isn't working. Yeah. Ah. I, I know. I think it's very particular, and I don't think most people know how to do it to actually get it so that it's not horrid. Neat, I saw somebody technology. skiing, yeah. uh, like slalom with one, and it was cool. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this is awesome. You can see the entire skier, right? Yep. Yep. And awesome. I've seen a few times when people mount it like directly behind them off the back of their motorcycle. So it's like a, a downward shot. So you literally see them on their bike and you see the road ahead. And it's not like they're riding on a, a little sphere that's, you know, 10 foot diameter. It's yeah. like, oh, that that's okay. that That's cool. But some of the people that are just, they use it all the time. It's like, mm, no, no, that doesn't work. Cross Training Adventure, that's a motorbike channel that uses them really well. I don't know how he gets it, but... It looks like there's a motorbike just like 10 feet in front of him filming. And then all of a sudden they'll flip around and it's like there's one 10 foot behind him. And he does this whole trend. He does a good job of it. I think those things can be abused. You know, people just use them and it's like, oh, it's kind of like what I, I always said. Like when, drone shots, yeah. Yeah. And the same thing with when it comes to Photoshop. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I saw this, this one, she wanted to like work under me. She wanted to be a photographer. Uh, she was really terrible. And one of the photos that she showed me in her portfolio that made me say, no, I'm not interested in taking anyone on is that it was a, it's a maternity photo shoot. And so it was just a close up of the mommy's belly. And you know, the mommy was making a heart with her, with her hand, which is the cheesiest thing you could ever have somebody do. Is over a belly button, and then in Photoshop you can add in these like starburst, like lens flare, as if yes. you're point. She had lens flare coming from the belly button. Oh, God. <laughs> and I said, you know what? If this is what you call photography, you don't even talk to me anymore. <laughs> it was so bad, and that's when I came up with that rule for myself: just because you can do it in Photoshop doesn't mean you should. And it applies to many things, including 360s. The reason I think I'd like GoPros is that, you know, just the idea, the, the fact of the matter is, and for me particularly, the least things, the less amount of stuff I have to think about, it's so much easier. Like if I had a camera that I could literally turn on that had really good audio, that as long as I point it at me, it's going to focus on my face and then point it at something else, it's going to focus on that. And actually, uh, so I did the shop tour. It's going to come out either today or tomorrow. And I was amazed. I used my Sony ZV-1, but I had a lav mic so that the audio was consistent. You know, the, the problem with a lot of cameras, you turn them away and it, it sounds like you're behind the camera, you know, and it's, yeah. it's kind of a pain for vlogging. But uh, I was actually shocked at uh, at how well this thing hit focus, like shallow depth of field. I like, put it onto my milling machine. I'm like, I want to get that countersink bit in focus. And I wasn't doing anything to the camera. I was just literally pointing it where I wanted it to go. I was actually really impressed when I edited the footage. It's like a 51-minute video, and I'm like, wow. I mean, the exposure changes a bit, but as long as you're not cutting in between, it's kind of like whatever. That's what cameras do, and people are used to it. But I was actually impressed with that. The only thing with that camera is that the audio sucks, so I have to have a lav mic on. And that's just one more thing. It's like, oh, that's in my way now. It's like, ah, crap. That's why I think GoPros. I'm like, man, if you could have a camera that was just like a GoPro you know, not the fisheye. I don't need the super wide, but you want wide enough so it's not like somebody's face. I hate it when people do vlogs and it's like just their face. It's like I want to yeah. see their shoulders. I want to see the space that they're in. I don't I want want a GoPro need... that does the things that GoPro says GoPro does but doesn't. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like turn on when you go to press the turn on button. Yeah, save your video. <laughs> yeah, allow yeah. you to edit it in any software. Uh, yeah, that's quickly. the number one reason I don't use it because. It literally takes eight times longer to render out in Final Cut Pro than even 4K footage off my Sony. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. 
and I've looked up every tutorial. I've looked up every setting. I've even checked forums, and I'm not a forum guy, but I was so desperate to look at forums, even put it on my other YouTube channel, Simple Little Life YouTube. People will give me some comments. I try them out. Doesn't work. Oh, create proxy files. Oh, I do all that stuff. Still, it's like a herd of turtles. Oh, well. What do you do? Well, that's a good place to wrap up for the week. Yeah. GoPro suck. That's a theme here. <laughs> Seems to be a theme on our show. Yeah. Isn't that a title of, that is a title of a, a podcast from a couple weeks ago, is it not? So GoPro still sucks. <laughs> yeah. Again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I'm I think seven. I want to. I want to title this one, Todd Wants a Fancy Urinal. Hey? Yeah. Uh, have you noticed I'm not putting any descriptions in the podcast? <laughs> I don't know if that's the right way to go, but I'm kind of like, ah, we talk about so many things, you know, it's you don't want to be clickbait. It is what it is. It's a conversation. Yeah. yeah. And like so many friends, we talk about the same five things every week. <laughs> I mean, uh. <laughs> well, you know, we didn't get to food today, like other than just eating it. We didn't get to talk about recipes or something. So maybe we'll save that for next week. Guns and food coming yeah. soon. Yes. Yes. Well, thanks, I Todd. I to talk about women's attire in 2021. But yeah. Yeah. Tights aren't pants. Weird. Yeah. I know I can't find any slacks that fit me. Just saying. Yeah. Here, yeah. Here, yeah. Right on. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We do appreciate that. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And if you did, a rating and review on the old Eyes or wherever you listen to your podcast, and then share it with some friends. Say, hey, you want to hear a couple of <laughs> overly opinionated guys uh, babble and sometimes argue with each other? Check it out. And as I always try to say, if you didn't like us, share it. In the vein of, can you believe what these two are saying? Oh, my God. <laughs> Cancel them. Cancel them. That hurt my failures. <laughs> right on. Okay. Well, we, uh, everything's planned for next week, so we'll catch you on the next episode next week. All right, folks. Bye-bye.